everybody, everybody sucks. Wow. Tyler. <sighs> Sean. What's up? I'm trying to hydrate myself. Mm. I'm doing the same. Sounds like you and I are drinking the same thing. <clears throat> um, oh, I'm, I, I already showed... I've been awake longer than you, I would imagine, because I've been awake for two and a half hours at this point. Oh, yeah. No, I've not been awake that long. I already had a coffee, and now I'm having water and contemplating all of my life's <clears throat> decisions. Mm-hmm. See, um, uh, normally I would say we typically get up around the same time on these days, but this time that is not the case because I've been awake for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, today I was uh, mm. apparently snoring aggressively last night, mm. and Ellie kept waking me up being like, roll over so you're not snoring, and I'm just like, I'm just going to get up. And then Arlie woke up, so then I had the baby. So me and the baby have just been downstairs Mm-hmm. For like two hours, mm. but neither here nor there. See, I am extraordinarily lucky in having found the woman that I did, or it's either the my is either my specific woman or the I'm lucky one one way or the other. Either that I found the woman that I did, or I'm lucky that I am made the way that I am, which is a strange way. And I'm not sure which it is, because I'm not sure if the if the weirdness of this is on her end or my end. But she has said multiple times in the past that she likes my snoring because it sounds like a white noise machine and it puts her to sleep. That, yeah, and having met both of you, mm -hmm. in answer to your earlier question of <laughs> I don't know if it's this or this, the uh -huh. answer is yes. <clears throat> I'm a strange snorer and she's a strange woman. Yes, very much. <laughs> I mean that in only the positive ways, but Brooke is a strange woman. That is true. Not like in the biblical sense, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm... <sighs> so we've already answered what we're drinking, because today we're just we're going to be a little lackluster uh, today. Uh, we technically didn't. Technically, didn't what talk about what we're drinking? We I did had coffee and water. And you? <laughs> I had water. I'm drinking water. <laughs> uh, I, I will throw out some great news. Actually, I'm going to send this to you so you can react while I'm talking about it. Okay, are you texting it to me or Discord? Um, I'm going to text it to you. Okay. Um, so I found this today uh, while I was sitting on my couch waiting to wake up, and I, as Sean reacts to it. It is someone who's three three D printed the obelisks, the marker from Dead Space. Oh, this is fantastically great. They look amazing. Um, um, and the first, there's ones that just have like the different. They've managed to do a couple different <coughs> color schemes with them, and one is spot on from the original <coughs> obelisk. And yeah, since we're generally nerding out on this on this thing that we do that's a good way to start the day is by nerding out about that <coughs> space which is get, which is getting a remake by the way the original is well that's wonderful i didn't know that yeah i mean normally i feel like i'm a you know i, I feel like every time someone does a remake there's always a, a kind of a half and half you know backlash from 
all the original <clears> fans. What <throat> I mean, one group is always like, "You're just money grabbing." The other group is like, "I'm glad it's remastered." I've never once been upset about the money. I'm sure I have. I mean, I'll take that back. I probably have. Mm-hmm. But I'm never upset about the money grabbing because I'm just like, "Why are we upset about a game that I like?" looking better this sounds great and it's never like it's full price when it comes out I mean, mm-hmm. it's like 20 bucks or something so like call just don't buy it play the old one if you're upset so it, it typically makes a difference whether it's a remake or a remaster if it's full price or not uh usually the remasters aren't and then the remakes are <laughs> yeah and, and, and i'll and i'll I'll change mm-hmm. my verbiage because that technically is wrong so like for instance final fantasy 7 was a remake mm-hmm um, and so it made perfect sense that everyone was going to pay full price for it because not only does it technically um, change, but if you if you're like me and you've played the original Final Fantasy VII and then you've played the mm-hmm. remake of Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. it's a astounding difference, and that absolutely does that should be a full price game because they remade that entire game. Um, so I'll, I'll 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 backtrack on my words. Dead Space is a remaster, and it's mm-hmm. going to be like you know. 15, 20 bucks, and I'm going to be like, I'm definitely going to purchase it because that was a fantastic game. Now, here's the question: Is um, uh, is is Demon Souls? Because that was a complete and total from the ground up remake. They didn't reuse. The only thing they reused from the old game was the voice actors, not the voice lines. They just found the same voice actors and had them redo their lines. But mm-hmm. um, uh, which was cool. Um. Uh, but so it was a complete from the bottom to top remake. But they wanted so much to make it the exact same game, just looking better and with better animations and stuff. That they even a lot of the classical glitches, like the uh, uh, like the uh, the storage glitch where you could use the storage guy to dupe all your items and get a whole bunch of get a whole bunch mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they intentionally programmed that glitch into the game. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's I will say that's something that I really appreciate about um, FromSoft is their complete and utter dedication to fan service. Except uh, From didn't From didn't make the remake. It was uh, Blue Point. Well, I mean, yeah, but they're like they're they're following it all like the yeah they're remaking it in, in according to like how uh-huh. would they have done it that sort of thing. Like you have like you have a very particular. <clears throat> And this isn't necessarily a positive thing that I'm saying, but it's just the way mm-hmm. it is. You have a very particular fan base uh, when it comes to from soft games. You have a very particular set of skills. Uh, well, they think they do. They're mostly just snake beards. Mm-hmm. No, I, no, beards, no, I no the, the 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 they was from soft. No, well, they might be neckbeards too. Mm-hmm. The ones that aren't Asian probably are. They're mostly Japanese. Japanese. Mm. Are you Chinese or Japanese? Well, from the South Seas. Well, either way, um, now that we've been talking for ten minutes, um, the topic for today <laughs> is not anything that we've said yet at all. It has nothing. Well, I guess. Uh, let's see, oh, we we were talked about Final Fantasy, and this is a fantasy book, and it was fantastically boring for most of the. Mm-hmm. Most of the part. So this is back to book club, part two <laughs> of Words of Radiance. Yep. Well, not back to part two of Words of Radiance. So this is our first time doing part two of Words of Radiance. Hmm. Well, I said back to book club and said what we were book clubbing. So shut up. I said back to book club part two. <laughs> there was a pause, and you know it. Anyways. <laughs> So I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I can appreciate. I do appreciate 
Sanderson's world building, mm-hmm. and I appreciate his dedication to character development and Mormonism. And Mormonism, yeah, <laughs> um, eh, less on the Mormonism. Um, but I, I, I borderline struggled mm-hmm. through the beginning, uh, the beginning of this, and and I, it's fine. I get it. He has to do all these things. It's what's going to make the book better throughout, and it's what makes the ending to this part um, have. It's what gives it the weight that it actually has. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's fine, but I I, I don't th- I think I'd, I I don't think I can get through this without saying holy cow that was boring. <clears throat> yeah, well there is something um uh, before we get into the, to the other stuff because I don't know when the best spot to interject this is going to be. I found some of the deepest lore that it's like it's so deep that like Sanderson of course wrote the lore, but. It doesn't all involve Roshar, and so a huge chunk of this you wouldn't even find out by reading these book by reading the Stormlight Archive. You'd glean it from reading some of his other books within the Cosmere, and he may have like a Cosmere lore book, and if so, I want it. But um, uh, uh, it's some very interesting stuff because I I'd, I'd said to you that I I had the deepest lore. Um, uh, did you happen to look up any uh, deep lore after I said that? No, and okay. for two reasons. One mm-hmm. is because I had I barely had enough time to go and finish the finish part two in time, mm-hmm. and two because I I, I kind of just thought that I, I I kind of assumed that you were going to talk about it, so I'm like, well, I'm just going to let him talk about mm-hmm. it, and I'll just react to it. Yeah. Well, so I just I, I just didn't know if I if I um if you did, I didn't know what what you had already known. So so you're going into this without knowing any of the details. I know nothing. Okay, so that's that's fantastic. Um, uh, so here's the deep lore, uh, so, well, um, not all of us, some of the deep lore of the Cosmere that leads up to the point on Roshar where we are. <clears throat> uh, there was a point, uh, so you've heard the Shattering having been talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the Shattering was something completely different because it was like, it was after Roshar was created, but it seems to have almost nothing to do with the actual, like, because uh, after the Shattering, this, and it seems to have very little to do with the actual lore of Roshar, except there may be a second event that they may be referring to as the Shattering. But anyways, the Shattering was, after a while, oh, so, like, th- there, so there was a god, and he created the the Cosmere and did a whole bunch of stuff, and then 16 men decided they didn't like him anymore, and they went up to him, and I say men, I say people, I don't know if they were humans or not, but um, uh, 16 persons came up, to, came up to God and killed him, and when they did so, they shattered him into 16 pieces, <clears throat> and that was the shattering. <clears throat> Excuse me, yes. And those 16 pieces were called shards. And I'm going to refer to them as God Shards, that way you don't think of Shards as, like, the, uh, even though in a way, like, the, the Shard Blade and Shard Plate are kind of Shard, similar to Shards in the same way. Um, uh, <coughs> and, um, uh, they, uh, uh. yeah, and, and so, and then those Shards, you know, spread out and went to different places, and then, uh, Two of the shards went to Roshar, and those two shards were honor and cultivation. 
<clears throat> and um uh uh and then uh odium was another shard and he decided that he enjoyed killing other shards so he went and he killed three shards on various other planets and then he went to roshar and from what i could tell from the lore he went to roshar to kill cultivation <clears throat> and and then um uh he showed up and the he he found that um uh, people were worshiping the other shards and he had so then he wa showed up and started doing some stuff and by the time he was done doing this stuff the singers uh started worshiping him and the humans were worshiping honor and cultivation at that point and so then um uh, and so now he's like okay now i'm gonna kill cultivation and Honor was like, like, heck you are. And Honor and Odium went to war. And, um, uh, oh, and the, the name that the, I don't know what name the, the humans had for cultivation, but the name the humans had for Honor was the Almighty. <clears throat> Solid. Mm-hmm. That's a great name. And, um, uh. Because uh, th this all this all came from uh, the reason I started looking at this lore, by the way, is a line that Syl had in chapter sixteen, when she said, "I am a god, a little tiny piece of one, anyway." A little tiny piece of one, anyways. You, mm -hmm. uh, you may now about to me. Keep going. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I remember for once. I remember a line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, uh, uh, and so I was like, yeah, let's let's, let's fig exactly figure this out. And so, um, uh, and then, and that was the, the, and then, so there was a second shattering not long after, and this may be what, uh, what the people were, um, uh, uh, what, what they were referring to when they, uh, when they, when Roshar, what they call the shattering, because there was a huge war between, um, uh, Odium and Honor, and they both, like, created pieces of themselves to um uh help them to, to enable them to bond with more than one person and the the people that odium bonded with were called the fused and the people that honor bonded with were called the uh the crap i forgot it all of a sudden um just like that hmm <clears throat> just like that just like that yeah, I had the I had the the word in my head, and then I for the, the name of the group in my head. Now they're gone. The heralds. Ooh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and then um uh, uh, and then there was this big war, uh, and then they uh, uh <clears throat> yeah, and, and and then there there was this big war, and oh oh oh, oh and and also the. Uh, uh, these shards made a whole bunch of tiny pieces of themselves too, and spread them out. And those tiny pieces are the spren. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> spren are the t are tiny pieces of the of, of the the god shards. <clears throat> um, uh, which kind of makes sense. They're they're shards of the shards, is what the spren are. Um, uh, <clears throat> and they, um, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. And then after a little bit in the war. Odium kills honor and sh does. yeah and shatters him and then when that happens it seems that a lot of the spren that honor made 
um uh, uh for the a lot of spring that were that were part of uh, that were shards of honor it seems like a lot of uh, and and this is something that how this happened and why it happened i mean it's it's we you and i already know that it did happen and how and why it happened quite like this i'm sure it'll show up later in these books but when honor was killed uh, a lot of the spring that he had made they, those died too which would make sense then why the you know what why, why the 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 knights radiant abandoned their armor and swords then was because and i so now i think so i i think i now no longer think that the knights radiant betrayed anyone because i think that they were just they they had formed a bond with their spren that made that gave them their uh that that well i guess somehow so somehow the armor i guess wasn't uh it is shard plate isn't a, a spren uh, the shard is the shard blade that is a living spren Mm. And um, uh, uh, and then their sprint died, and so like, why on earth would you, you know, like, like I don't want to keep this anymore. This was my friend, and it's dead, you know. <clears throat> um, uh, and so that that would be that would I think that that would be why. So right after Honor was killed, the sprint um, uh, or also died, and then I would say, so I would say, I, I no longer think that the Knights Radiant. Uh, betrayed their spring. I think that it was when honor was killed that they're like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. But um, uh, uh, that's just a guess, though. I really don't know. And then, but one of the so, so some of the pieces of honor were larger than others, and one piece of him was huge. Uh, I, if I would take a guess, I'd say like you know, most of honor was left in one piece. And that one piece is the Stormfather. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the Stormfather made pieces of himself, and made other, um, uh, or at least I can't tell if because he is so much like he's he seems to be the majority of honor that he is still in a way the mind of honor. Um. Uh, and so that's why he refers to the Spren as his children, or if he created. The Spren, uh, if he created more Spren, so if all the all the Spren the Honor created died when he died, and then the Stormfather made more. I'm not sure which which it is. <clears throat> um, uh, but I would say it was, uh, uh, I yeah, I would say it was not the. I, I would say that the Stormfather created more, just because. Um. Uh, uh, pattern said that there are none of the old Spren left, and so I'm going to assume that means that they're dead. <laughs> uh, that, that, would, yeah, that would imply that pretty heavily. Yeah, that all the old ones are dead, and so therefore that means that the Stormfather created new ones. But it also, though, I didn't. I don't think cryptics are part because they. They they're opposed to honor, so I thought the I I think the cryptics were part of uh, cultivation, and I don't know why those spring would have died when honor died. So there must so I take that back. There must have actually been something else going on, because so I think the cryptics are part of cultivation, not honor. Um, uh, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, and then so. So this is cool because I'm going to go ahead and say it's technically a spoiler 
if it's something that we ever find out in the books at all, I don't know. But um, uh, uh, but this whole thing though is, I think it's cool because it's um, uh, uh, it it kind of gives insight into oh that's why this person is acting the way they are. The god shards uh, can bond to human vessels in the same way that the smaller sprain can form the nail bonds, but it's a little bit different. <clears throat> so. As of right now, both the Stormfather and Odium have bonded to a human. Who would you say that those... At, at a, I want you to guess who those humans are. Who Odium is bonded to, and who the Stormfather is bonded to. I mean, at this point, and I don't ever dive in as deeply as you do, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the they're people that we are currently aware of the people right now. the people that we're currently aware of right now so Calden and seth make the most sense okay um now obviously like with shalom you mm -hmm. uh, you kind of want to like kind of lean in her direction but mm -hmm. i mean we're, we're talking about the three um mm -hmm. people who are using who currently are use, utilizing stormlight well that are alive since we just killed one recently <clears throat> uh <throat> one of them was just killed off recently um, those are the three people I think of. If it's between the two of them, I think it would be an interesting dichotomy to say Shalon and Kaladin, mm -hmm. but obviously just the um, uh, fancy reader in me likes to, likes to think about Odium and Seth being um, the thing, but I, I feel like Sanderson's too complex for it to not be Sh um, Shalon and Kaladin. Okay, so Shalon has a nail bond with, um, uh, uh, with Pattern, and so right. she can't bond. So she can't. You can't bond with two spren. So she can't have bonded. The same thing with um uh, with Kaladin and Syl. So they um so they they can't be bonded to those. Zeth is through his honor blade. So it's it's not so much that. Uh, so usually when you bond to a spren, it gives you access to a um. Uh, so bond with a spren, and then once you get to a certain level, you can use that spren as a weapon. It seems that Zeth got the Honor Blade, and the Honor Blade gave him the powers which attracted a Spren to bond to him, and it's one of the high Spren. But, um... Uh, oh, sorry, you, you, you cut out. It's one of the what Spren? One of the high Spren. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, uh... And... So it's, it's actually none of those three. Currently, the Stormfather <clears throat> is bonded to his vessel who is... Dalinar Colin and oh. yeah and Odium is bonded to his vessel who is King Tarvangian I okay <laughs> like cause I thought that was so cool cause all of a sudden all of a sudden his motivations become super clear yeah, I mean, especially with like, with, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, for, for King Carvangian, that's fair. Like, for the other, mm -hmm. I, that, mm -hmm. I guess I get it, him being mm -hmm. who he is, but like, that's just, hmm. Well, I you don't know what I think about that. Well, you have to realize, though, see, being bonded to, to Dalinar Colin is the, he's the only person that makes sense because mm -hmm. the Stormfather is the largest remaining piece of honor. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense for Dalinar to be, to be doing that. <laughs> It's just, it makes it so weird. Sanderson sets up these writings. Okay, so it's almost more like when mm -hmm. he's writing stuff, mm -hmm. um, it, it's more, it, it's less like he's creating a world and more like he's creating a religion. 
so it, I mean like, <clears throat> the reader in me is like yeah like I want to see it be around these characters that we're focused on and he's like or or mm-hmm. we do this I'm like okay fine it's <clears throat> fine it's gonna be fine but <clears throat> okay now the uh, oh and, and also there was a thing that you uh, complained about a lot that you didn't understand and it turns out there's a lore reason for it okay and that was, why on earth does everybody like Shalon? She's a terribly unlikable person, and they're always saying this stuff about her, and she's super annoying, and you don't get why you would write that, wh- wh- how, how it's being written in that people like her. Mm-hmm. And there's a lore reason for it. Um, uh, she, the same as Tien, by the way, uh, until he died. She is a light weaver. And there's something about light weavers that, um, uh, cause like the, there's like, I don't want to say psychological, but I guess emotional effects of, um, uh, of the, di- of the different, um, forms of radiance. And as a light weaver, one of the things that happens is just being around them makes you happy and you can't help but like them. So there's technically a lore reason why everyone likes her, even though she's not likable. So. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Fine. <clears throat> she, she's. I will say mm-hmm. uh, specifically in 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 this particular part of this particular book, mm-hmm. she's becoming more relatable. Oh, she becomes cool at the end. I, 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 at, the, at the end, she's just a cool character. Like, uh-huh. yeah, like wow, that was actually awesome. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, I, I think I'm just getting used to her more than anything else because mm-hmm. it's not like she's some. Um, I don't think she's any better. I just mm-hmm. think I'm becoming used to her. Yeah. And she has another really cool part at the end. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, we we really probably should start talking about yeah. part two since the whole thing's about part two. Yeah, we should. But I, I uh, a, a lot of this was um. Uh, uh, neat. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I think it was. I think what you did, what, what that was, perfect for a lead up to what we're talking about. But mm-hmm. I just realized it's already like we've been talking for thirty minutes. Yeah. Um. Uh, but well, yes. Yeah. Yes, but. But yes, yes, but, 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 uh, but buts. So, um, how did this one start off? Um, uh, you know what? I was about to ask you that because I started part two a while ago, and then we ended up postponing the way that we were going to talk when we were going to talk about it, and I put the brakes on it. I don't yeah. remember where it started. Let me go back. I know what page it starts on two hundred thirty-seven, but no, oh, well done. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A burger bader. Okay, uh, right there. Oh, also, I didn't read the interludes. Oops. Uh, there, you didn't miss a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here I'm we go. That up, I will mention the interludes essentially go over um, these um, Parshendi type characters mm-hmm. that are. I, the way that they talk about the books, they're technically not Parshendi. It goes over a lot of their interactions, uh, which is the worst part of the book. Um, yeah. It's essentially just trying to humanize uh, the 
leaders of the high versions of the Parshendi and is trying to give make sense of the way that they do their sing song, anything that seems to unite them in battle and everything. It kind of explains that a little bit and explains what they're trying to do. And I don't know. I mean, I I, I think the reason why I dislike them is just because it's just like where he's. I get what he's doing. I'm I'm cool with it. He's a great writer, but it's just it's so much exposition on who we are currently looking at as being the bad guys, mm-hmm. and I, I just don't care. Uh, I probably will later, but as of right now, I will just give my current thoughts. I don't care. Continue. Yeah, I would have liked the bits of... I, I would have liked if the bits of the... Uh, that were talking about the singers, if they were, like, super condensed and have, like, at the... have, like, a sub-note at the end or beginning of each chapter... And saying, like, she went here to find her sister, and she said, hey, sister, this and this and this. Like, the, the bit about her mom having dementia, I don't, I mean, that all that all that does is humanize the, the Parshendi. And I don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care a lick no, about that. Me either. Uh-huh. And it was just, like, it was, it was boring. Mm-hmm. It was boring to go over that. And whatever it wasn't, it wasn't necessary. I don't mm-hmm. see a way you're gonna make it necessary, so I just cannot possibly be bothered to care. Yeah, but like to have just a little bit at the end of each chapter, say, "Hey, go, you're my sister." Blah 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 blah. You're the researcher. Okay, cool. And then leave. And then next, saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go find out Stormform." Okay, cool. Hey, you shouldn't have done that. I wanted to do that. Eh, whatever. You know. <laughs> hey, now that we're talking about it, let's not do it. What really? Now we'll do it. <laughs> nah, bro. Yeah, not a fan. Continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, uh, okay. So yeah, so we start off with um, uh, uh <clears throat> oh, I remember, I remember reading this part. Uh, it just this starts off with Shalon trying to make friends with Bluth. <clears throat> um, uh, and okay. it'd been much uh, more interesting. If she um, tried to make friends with yeah. Blythe. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So boring. Okay, so essentially we have so we we have a, um so um um Yasna's dead. Yeah. Yasna is dead. She was deed. So I don't think she is to, though. Oh no, me either. But I yeah. mean that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, we um we basically have Shalon trying to survive in this big white world, mm-hmm. and she's doing all of the. She's learning kind of how to talk to pattern and mm. learning how to talk to these people and trying to calm these people and they're taking her places and making promises that I can just they we're just gonna see build ups to how she can't keep them. It's a it's awful and she's an awful character and she better get interesting soon. Spoiler alert, she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but yeah, just awful awful part of the book. I can't stand her and I realize we had to describe how she got where she got but I, I, again, I can't be bothered to, to care about this character. <laughs> yeah, so let, let's let's just keep with Shalon's story and do Shalon's section in part two from beginning to end here. Um, uh, just focus on Shalon and then switch yeah. back over? Okay, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, so we got Shalon, and um, uh, so she's there and she's talking to Bluth, and, and she realizes that Bluth is boring. Uh, but she wants to talk to him anyway, which I mean, good on her, you know, trying to encourage conversation from the from the boring man. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And then so she's she's talking, then he's you know whatever, and then you you can tell that he likes her, like he doesn't I realize that he doesn't dislike her. Um, uh, he just doesn't want to talk. 
Um, uh, which again goes back to probably goes back to that light weaver thing. Um, uh, and she, um, uh, so she's talking, and then she eventually, like, she realizes that she doesn't have any anything to draw, and so she draws Bluth, and she draws him as a as a cool cool guy. Um, uh, which is worth mentioning. She's drawing everything because she lost all of her drawings, and she's big sad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> and then she, um, uh, yeah, because all the all gone. Poof. Um, uh, patooey. Oh, there they weren't. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, great reference. <laughs> um, uh, that was for you. Mm-hmm. But he or she, there we go. Yeah, wrong person. Um, uh, so she draws Bluth and she draws him as a soldier, and then he steals the picture when she's not looking uh, because he he enjoyed being a soldier, which I mean it was never stated, and I think it may have been supposed to be subtle, but it wasn't. Obviously, Bluth was a deserter. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he was once in someone's army, and we don't know whose, and he left. Um, uh, although since it seems like most of the deserters come from Sadius's camp, I think it's fair to say maybe he did too. Um, uh... Well, he is awful. Yeah. Um, uh... But he, uh... Yeah, and then... Which, by the way, Bluth is a surprisingly interesting character. You just don't realize it till he dies. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, well, oh, oh no! Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, uh, see, that just to, to to me shows that Shalon has to be annoying on purpose. And what I mean by that is, look at how fantastically good Sanderson is at subtly making characters interesting and making them good in very specific ways. So, Shalon and Kaladin have to be annoying on purpose. You know, he he had to have intentionally and knowingly made them annoying. And because of how well he writes everybody else. You can't, uh, we, we can't say that it was a mistake that they're annoying. Like, oh, he tried to make a good character, but boy, are they annoying. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> I'm not going to get into this argument with you again, but uh-huh. I will not concede that Kaladin is annoying. But let's, we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree and continue that. Mm. Yes, you're oh. right. He's very good at writing. Okay. okay. No, not, not annoying. I was just using the same word to describe both of them. Uh, Shallan is annoying. Kaladin is despicable. <clears throat> We're not doing this again. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, uh, he is incredible at making people who, who seem like you should hate them into characters that you come to like quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes. <clears throat> good, good writer of characters. Good wiper of other people's bottoms. Yes. <clears throat> He's the best. Um, so, so we're, we're with Shalon. Yes. Um, so it's just boring. I mean, you, you're, you, you've kind of caught up to the point where you're talking about who she's trying to make friends with. Mm-hmm. She's on this caravan. She, there. It's essentially the uh, the slow chase scene from Star Wars Episode Seven. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's people behind us. Oh, there's people in front of us. So let's get to the people in front of us. So the people behind us are getting closer to us. I'm like, yeah, that's how this works. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's just a big thing for her to be able to show off some of her. Um, uh, some of her newfound skills mm-hmm. in persuading people and she persuades these deserters to come and help the people in the caravan and it's successful and she starts conning people and <clears throat> I hate it mm-hmm. yeah and then um, uh, well she doesn't, she doesn't uh, the only person she, you could say she cons and I would say more of a practical joke is Kaladin um uh, <laughs> 
she you, you cut off and all I heard a practical joke was Calvin. What? No, I said I said the only person that she actually cons and it would be more of a uh and, and I would think it would be more of a practical joke would be Kaladin. <clears throat> uh, mm. Mm. But um uh <clears throat> Yeah, but so you get to the uh, yeah, so so she she gets to the ban- to the, to the deserters and she convinces them to help them fight the bandits. They go and they kill all the bandits, and then she finds um, um, uh, what's that whore's name? Tyr um, or Till? It's like T Y L. Okay, we'll call her Tit. Um. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. She's not around long enough to care. Yeah. Um. Uh, which I mean, you know, you, you we we came across her in in a, in a previous interlude. Um, uh, and that was that was really it, but mm. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, but she. That's a super um, tool later. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but it was, uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but 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 it was uh, uh, uh. You'll get there. Yeah. So, oh yeah. And then, and so, so the 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 she's like, yeah, uh, uh, I'll you join it to me, and we'll con these people. And she's like, I'm not going to. I'm not a con artist. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to con the people. She'll say, yes, you are, because remember, you're you know you you can't survive unless you unless you 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 do terrible things, and you've never done anything terrible, stupid girl. And she's like, yeah, besides kill my family. <laughs> besides murder my whole family. <laughs> chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. Yeah. If you don't count that, I've lived a cozy life. <laughs> I'm pretty straight-laced up other than that point. Other than that, did you enjoy a play, Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> other than that, Boston. But, uh... And so, she, um, uh... uh and then... She's like, well, you have to con people, and then the people on the other end are in perfect comedic timing. Said, oh, by the way, have you heard about a girl called Shalon? <laughs> She's like, what? No. What? Um. Uh, and then so. <clears throat> um. Uh, you wouldn't happen to be attached to anyone called Yasna, would you? Who's that? Well, I well I killed her. <laughs> And so um uh, and now the uh the the girl wants to wants to fight and kill Shalon, and she goes um. Uh, By the way, we glossed over that point. Uh, Tit tried to kill. Tit is the one who has, for all intents and purposes, intents of you heard me, um, <laughs> uh, killed Yasna. Yep, <clears throat> absolutely true. And then um uh, probably gonna probably gonna still be dead. Yeah. By the way, we don't have a spoiler on that. We just don't think she's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I have, I have no idea. I just, it just was too. It's way too sudden. Yeah, uh, it, it didn't make it a whole lot abrupt. of sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was too abrupt to kill off one of the, the, the most, the biggest bamps we have in the series so far. That's just lame. So she's not dead. I, I I'll die on this hill. Continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've read books that would have done that, but this isn't one of them. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. But, um. Well, so we we will die on this hill until and unless we read further and find out she is dead. <laughs> and we'll be dead with her on the hill. Yes, um, uh, the same hill. But um, uh, I hope so. And then Shalon has one of my one of my personal favorite call an ambulance, but not for me moments. <laughs> call an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> because that mean with a char blade now. <laughs> yeah. 
because she's holding her hand out screaming, help, help, help me, help me, and then summons the shard blade with it already in the girl's chest. <laughs> like, by the way, JK, I didn't really need that help. Like, help me, help me. I'm kidding. <laughs> JK. Doom Slayer music intensifies. Yeah. And then she steps outside, and uh, her men are there, and she they had just killed some of some some of the other girls' guards, and came up, <clears throat> and she goes, "Did you kill the guards? Yeah, good. I killed her. Come through here, get rid of this body, and look for any documents. I gotta sit down." Yeah, and they're like, "Why didn't you come help us?" <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the, the the guy said the before, you have a shard blade. Yeah. And you came to us for help. Yeah. But you could have killed all those guys. Yeah. yeah. And us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like the meeting yeah. of the BS. Yeah. 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 And they're just like, you know, whatever, dude. We'll go look for the documents. And so then, again, a super cool what per, direction for her character to go in, but man, she's so annoying. Yeah, uh, and if she stays the way that she currently is, she'll be one of the best characters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but um, uh, <clears throat> and so she um, uh, 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 yeah, and and that's and that's basically the end. Oh, I guess we skipped over. This was before she killed the girl because the other girl was was with her when it happened. We glossed over. We made a joke about her playing a practical joke on Kaladin. Um, mm, uh, yeah, yeah. Backtrack. Yeah. So let's, let's go back there. Uh, she pretends to be a horn eater, uh, and while doing so, convinces Kaladin to give her his shoes. Yeah, which is <clears> kind of <throat> lame. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean, like, okay. I mean, I guess it was like a power move, and because mm-hmm. she, she's in, in time frame, she's. She's uh, mm-hmm. trying to become a con artist and is being uh, mm-hmm. direct on how to become a con artist by a con artist who killed her favorite person <clears throat> in the whole world at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now they, um, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to say that the boots thing only worked because she's a light weaver. Because as much as Kaladin hates all light-eyed persons, and she Super is one. Hard-headed. The most hard-headed character. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, like he absolutely would not have gone along with it if she wasn't a light weaver. I, I guarantee it. I can only imagine <clears throat> that um, uh, Cell had something to do with that. Like we don't mm-hmm. really get to see it from his point of view the same way since we're looking at it more from her. So I mm-hmm. mean, I can only assume that that kind of played into that. Yeah. But Cell was like, "Just do it." <laughs> Give her the <laughs> boots. Uh, but yeah, we'll just. I'll, that was just speculation. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. Oh, also, by the way, the the way that Kaladin is, um, uh, so no matter what, Dalinar Kolin will always be my favorite character in this book. He's the best. He's fantastic. Um, He's great. Uh, yeah. But and by the way, that's how to write. I don't know. I I don't know how to give advice beyond this. But if you want to know how to write a truly perfect, flawless character and still make it a good character, because they're usually not, just see how Sanderson wrote Dalinar, and that's how you do it. There's um, just there's <coughs> just enough um, there's just enough flaw, and mm-hmm. the way that the flaw is written isn't like it's a character defect. It's like there are hindrances placed upon the character in these in these different ways mm-hmm. that the character is in a constant state of willing himself to <coughs> overcome. That makes him just like he is. He's fantastic, and I feel like Sanderson's gonna kill him. And I'm, when I find out that he does, I'm driving to his house and I'm beating him over the head with his ridiculous book that he probably subscribes to. Mm-hmm. 
aka Book of Mormon, anyways. <clears throat> yeah. Now, um, uh, and, and I, I will say this too. Uh, when I said he's a perfect character, uh, not that he's without flaw. And I said flawless, and I didn't mean flawless. It's not physically written. Yeah, he's well, 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 yeah. Well, when I well, when I said perfect, I didn't mean something else. He's not without flaw. He is without. He he, he is without reproach. vice, without vice, and perfectly virtuous. He's without reproach. Yes. <clears throat> um, uh, but he, um, uh, uh, but anyways, yeah, it, uh, but I said all that to say this, though, because of going, because we were talking about Kaladin. If Kaladin ever made the decision to be a virtuous per, uh, Kaladin made the decision. If Sanderson ever makes the decision to make Kaladin be virtuous, he will be a super close second favorite character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, I feel like, um, it's worth mentioning that, like, learning all of the words and everything, mm-hmm. um, which all uh, which we uh, sales kind of placing a hamper on him doing that currently. Mm-hmm. Um, if we as as he goes through that, I think he is going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I don't know. I just I know that we've we've argued on this point of this character in the past. I just think I feel the build up for this character mm-hmm. um, and the trajectory. I think is why I like him so much because it's it's he's on such a tra- he's put him on such a trajectory from the beginning to be like the man and i'm just excited to see what that's going to be yeah um uh so i um i i don't know where he's going to go with this exactly it it does seem though that from what i can tell learning the words is a is a cycle right so you get um uh, uh so like you become virtuous and becoming virtuous allows you to learn the words and then the act of learning the words makes you virtuous. Yeah, and which explains why Sil's kind of refusing to... Because he asks for more uh, towards the end of our part. Mm-hmm. And Sil kind of shuts him down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because we're still seeing flaws. We, we actually get to display more of Calvin's flaws uh, in this section. Mostly towards Adolin. Um, mm-hmm. it, or it, it's not towards Adolin as much as it's what Adolin represents. And we see his flaws come out in his reactions to Adolin, like the snide comments, the attacks, mm-hmm. those types of things. We get to see those flaws that are still there, which is why he is not, you know, worthy of learning more of the words of the right now. He is not virtuous yet. Yeah. Well it's also it's it's kind of it's kind of the same thing too, right? Like you learn how to to handle a pistol and you learn the basic rules of firearm safety. And then once you learn that, so you learn that you learn how to do that, and then for, once you do that, then you can go and take pistol one, but you can't immediately go from pistol one to pistol two. So you get pistol one, and now you have all this new stuff once you do pistol one, and now you work on everything you learned there until you master it, and then you take pistol two. That's to. An interesting way of, uh, of drawing a parallel there, but okay. <laughs> my, my, you could have just said you could have just said it's like life. Nah, nah. I like. I, <laughs> Sean was like, so guns. <laughs> what else would I talk about? <laughs> um, uh, guns. Yeah, <clears throat> but and don't be one of those people that spends six hundred dollars on pistol one and then one month later spends six hundred dollars on pistol one again. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's more life parallels. Yeah, it's life. Dropping life lessons today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho. Um, uh, Anywho. Uh, yeah, and so then... That's the good part. Yeah, and so that's that's Shalon done uh, for the day. Um, uh, Thank goodness. Yeah. And then, so we have Kaladin new. Uh, and so, you know, Kaladin starts off with... Um, uh, 
it starts off with with uh, his you know some of his early assignments in the guard duty uh, for 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 the king and stuff, and they um, uh, well not early assign I guess er- early ish assignments. He's already had several assignments, and that's where mm-hmm. that, that's when Dalinar scratched on the walls and stuff. Um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, and then so. <clears throat> The attempted assassination on the king with the high st- during the high storm um, was that allegedly yeah alle- allegedly um uh, <laughs> uh, the was 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 that um uh, was that, that 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 was significantly later right that wasn't towards the beginning um uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a, a three qu- the three quarter point <clears throat> yeah because there really wasn't a whole lot. <clears throat> It's mostly exposition. This whole oh, yeah. part is the majority oh, of it is, yeah. so we can kind of gloss over it a little bit, I think. Um, uh, but it's basically Cal is, um, uh, you know, walking around, stewing, being being a typical douche, uh, being upset that Amram's in the army, and then he's like, <laughs> um, uh, and and then he's like, well, I can't, um. Uh, uh, he said, "Well, I, I'm upset because Amaram's here, but I can't talk to Dalinar about it because he won't listen. And and because he's just like the others, he's just like them. He'll get mad at me, and he won't listen. And then he goes to Dalinar and says, "Okay, Dalinar, I need to talk to you about Amaram. He's he's a prick." And Dalinar goes, hmm. "I'll look into it." Okay, Kaladin, I'm not mad at you. And I'm listening to you. I'll help you look into this, but I can't do anything about it without proof. You realize that, right? And then Dalinar leaves and goes, I told you he'd get mad at me and he wouldn't listen. (laughs) 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 We we do really get that. I will say, and you're going to fight me on this, but Uh I I think it's worth saying this thing we're saying. Mm -hmm. I think we actually see more... um, more character flaw in Kaladin, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in this part than we do in the rest of the first book and first part of this book combined. Um, mm-hmm. But it's and they're much smaller flaws. But it's more mm-hmm. like the deep. If for me, it feels more like the deep set flaws are like showing how it's actually shaped who he is once he's like a free man, able to do whatever he wants within reason, and able to have his own thoughts and processes. And we're like, okay, so it's not just the constant oppression that you were feeling that's making you react this way. So now you have a position and you have power, and you're still kind of whiny. Yeah, and 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 that that's uh, so I actually will agree with you on that one because he's less like openly and actively whiny on on this one, and so he's not as annoying as he was in the previous. In, in the previous bits, but it really shows shows how deep his flaw is, and so yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. That's um uh, that that this this is the big moment with the uh, uh with, with 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 the flaw, and oh also we have um uh, my favorite uh one of my favorite moments uh uh is Adolin's first duel. Uh, I was a huge oh, yeah. in the Iron chapter called Iron Stance. I loved that that moment. Like he goes, he goes full Doom guy. <laughs> like, you remember that scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark? <laughs> uh, so that's what this was. Yeah. So so basically, um, uh, people are like, okay, so we're gonna have a nice, 
clean duel full of finesse and flourishes, right? And Adolin goes, yep, that's what I'm going to do. They say, okay, begin your nice clean duel full of full of grace and flourishes and dexterity and finesse and all that smoothness. And Adolin goes, okay. And he takes the guy, smashes him on the head three times with his sword, breaks his helmet, th punches him, throws him on the ground, stomps his breastplate until it breaks. And they said, he goes, okay, I win now. And they said, no, you, you can't win that way. Besides, you can only win if you break three three pieces and he reaches down rips a guy's rips his armor off and crushes it in his hand he goes there now i broke three pieces <laughs> three pieces are now broken essentially the guy was like it's like that meme of the crying guy in the chat he's just like you can't you can't you have to win by finesse and he goes sharp play sharp play go brr. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it is fantastic. Uh, big large fan. He he's the man for it. And then of course we do have more duels. We have a other duel towards the end where he's like, "Oh no, someone help me! I'm I'm not winning. This is oh no! What will I do? Oh, by the skin of my teeth, I have got the dub." <laughs> yeah, it is it is beautiful. <clears throat> I'm a, I'm a <clears throat> so. If, if Adolin wasn't a, it's it's really cool because he really really strikes you as a young version of Dalinar. Mm. So he's brash and impetulant, like you'd expect a, a, a young guy to be. But you can see that he really has that same sense of honor that Dalinar has, and it's a really mm. cool it's a really cool thing to, thing to see. Um, uh, yeah, and like all the flaws that they do give him, and the brashness that they give him, are like you mm -hmm. can tell that they stem from that. Uh, honor-bound person, and it, it is mm -hmm. it is nice. He's a great character. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Uh, but yeah, and then so all of a sudden, uh, so we do all this stuff. Then all, and then we find out that uh, Amram admits to being a bad guy, and that Sadius knows he's a bad guy. Which, by the way, is a POV of Sadius, which we don't yeah. get. I don't know if we've ever had that before. I think we maybe we did one other time, but we get we actually get a POV of a bad guy talking to an equally as bad guy about how they're going to do bad guy stuff. So it's it's, it's the best exposition, in my opinion, in the story. Because mm -hmm. it's things that we we assume that we pretty much know are to be true, and then they're just like, just in case you're wondering, here it is. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I, I thought it was a really great exposition for that part. And then they did it in such a creative way. I, I liked it. <clears throat> I also, I, I do like the, the way the conversation played out. Because he said, um... Uh, he said, "Well, actually, you know, Amram, you're worse than me because people know that I'm. People know that I'm this way." He said, "But you put on that that thing of honor in front of people, and and only and and only I know you for the ruthless bastard you are." I believe was the quote. Yeah, and he um, was, uh, Dan, you're right. <laughs> and then, but but like the 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 way it, it says the 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 the, the way it kind of stops like Amram stopped and the way he looked. And the, like the 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 way it was, it was like he had been insulted. Like, why would you say that about me? I actually am honorable. And then it goes into the, and then Amram immediately starts speaking and goes, "You're right about me, of course." <laughs> well, that's true. I am a giant piece of garbage. <clears throat> oh hi, I'm still a piece of garbage. <laughs> still a piece of garbage. <clears throat> but um, uh, and then we have um, uh. uh Brooke, you open your mouth like you want to say something. Okay. <clears throat> um, uh, we have, uh, and, and then Zeth shows up, 
And then I love how you're talking about how I'm, uh, I love how you're talking about how I was like, no, they couldn't have killed Yasna because she's the, the biggest BAMP that we have. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, and then yeah, as yeah. soon as you say that, Dalinar catches a shard blade with his hands. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, I, I, I will say this fight, um, this is mm -hmm. probably, th this might be the high point of everything so far for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's some really memorable parts in the books. There's um, uh, there's the reveal of, of who Zeth is actually working for. Uh, the mm -hmm. scenes with Zeth are cool. Obviously, some Dalinar uh, moments are very mm -hmm. cool. But for me, this absolutely tops the moment of, of Kaladin saving, um, <coughs> saving all the troops on the planes and all that kind of thing. This tops it for me because mm -hmm. there's just so much awesome. It's so much reveal. Uh, <coughs> it's 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 great. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely great. And then Kaladin starts to be virtuous. Uh, when he yeah. save, saves down, he doesn't. He goes. He, he does everyone. He'll, he'll have a single virtuous act, and then I'm assuming they're going to get more and more common as time goes on. Um, uh, and then he, um, so he gets through there, and then he realizes that no one's going to be able to beat Zeth, but him, and he probably can't, especially because his arm is is dead. Um, because uh, Zeth killed his arm. And um, uh, stabbing it with a shard blade. That's yeah. how it happened. Mm -hmm. And then so he tackles Zeth out the window, and they fall like a hundred feet. And then, but they're both full of stormlight, and they um. Jumps uh, on uh, Zeth for bringing so much stormlight with him. Yeah, and they fall down and they hit, and Zeth's like, "Oh, uh, well, I know how I survived, but how did you survive?" And Kaladin goes, <laughs> and grows his arm back, and Zeth goes, "Oh crap!" and runs away. <laughs> and then, so now Kaladin is, you know, he's he's mostly dead. Um. Uh, <laughs> And but he um uh, but he did survive and he staggers back and he and he slumps down in the chair and everyone's there and they go what happened and he goes I'm fine <laughs> so is he <laughs> and he's like sorry guys right. <laughs> sorry guys he got away <laughs> and I'm sorry for letting you down and they're all like. <laughs> How are you alive? <laughs> well, it's not important now. <laughs> Don't worry about me. <clears throat> and also, I, I'm I'm disappointed that you didn't get my reference. I must have missed it. The actual line is, "I'm fine." He's not. He's not. <laughs> I got it the second time. That was a good movie. That's <laughs> one of the greatest. Um, um, yeah. uh, I, I, so we have a moment where you get to, you really see that. I don't know if it's Calvin starting to trust um, even more and wanting wanting to tell Dalinar um, about how he survived because you get, you have a moment where he's like he really wants to tell him but he's clearly not going to tell him in front of these other people. Uh huh. Because he doesn't want everyone to know, but he think, well, he's starting to think like, well, he deserves an explanation at this point. He's clearly skeptical because he watched him get stabbed by a shard blade, and as someone who's spent a lot of his life with a shard blade, he knows, mm -hmm. yeah, you shouldn't be able to have an arm right now. That shouldn't be a thing. And and even Adolin caught that. He's like, now I was mostly out. I think I was. I think I was mostly dead. But I absolutely saw your arm get cut off. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You must have been knocked out. <laughs> just like, well, I'm just you know better than you. And uh, mm -hmm. that's the biggest problem right now. Mm. Also, when we say cut off, we mean it strictly in the spiritual sense. 
Yeah, he's always mm-hmm. been spiritually cut off from his body. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, uh, but oh, oh, and then another thing. Um, Elicar makes the statement. Um, uh, you should, you guys should do something. The exact wording. You guys should do something about the the things I'm seeing over my shoulder. Um, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Th- mm-hmm. This is yeah. this is a minor spoiler. Um, uh, uh but because I, I don't think it, I don't think it. Uh, it, it's a spoiler to know that those the things that he's seen over his shoulder are cryptics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that was kind of like I, I think at this point with mm-hmm. all that we know in the series, yeah, I, I do feel like that's it's whether or not it's a spoiler doesn't matter because as soon as you hear that you're like eyebrow raising like hmm what could that be? Mm-hmm. Oh, because I found this out when I was looking up the the deepest lore and there there are a few things like that. Okay, so this this is a tiny tiny spoiler, but um. Uh, I'm I'm go- I'm gonna say it because it's just so cool, and it do- it's not gonna surprise anyone. It's not gonna be like, oh man, you spoiled that. It's gonna be uh, this is a thing that happened in the men's. Oh yeah, yeah, I get that. That makes sense. <clears throat> um, uh, they are cryptics that want one of them wants to form a nail bond with Elokar. For some reason, they don't get to, hmm. and so he goes to form a nail bond with someone else and he succeeds in forming a nail bond with that other person and that other person is Hoyd hmm. see okay. yeah that didn't surprise anybody <laughs> yeah like oh that's cool yeah, okay, yeah. Fine. Uh, no one would be in the we'll tiniest yeah no one would be in the tiniest bit surprised to learn that <laughs> yeah, that's cool yeah, yeah that's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> Because also, uh, I, I said Dalinar's my favorite character. It might be Hoyd. I like Hoyd a lot. <laughs> you can call me Hoyd. Mm-hmm. We are just going to keep saying Hoyd, by the way. I don't... I mean, even once... If another reveal happens, Hoyd is where I'm going for the rest of the time for this for this story. Well, that's, any question. that's the only name he's given us permission to call him. Well, he also <laughs> alluded that that isn't... Like, he makes you feel like that's not his name. Mm-hmm. Or makes you want to think that that's not his name. Either way, he's Hoyd forever to me. Uh-huh. Well... Okay, so so when when I said it bonded with Hoyd, that must be the one of the main names. One of the main names he goes by, because the thing that I saw when it popped up, it said like so because I, I clicked because I was trying to learn, you know, because I I know that the uh, uh, the the honor sprint are part of the Stormfather, mm-hmm. and I was trying to figure out what sprint the cryptics were part of, and I. Yeah, I never got that confirmed. So my guess is still cultivation. Um, uh, yeah, but um, uh, I guess cultivation is not a sprint. She's a shard, but whatever. Um, uh, you know. Yeah, but uh, also I wonder if the rest of the huge sprint that are obviously sprint, but like they're not shards. I wonder if those are the other larger pieces of honor when he was shattered. So like the, uh, I said the night mother. Uh, the the sprint that makes a deal with you and gives you a wish in exchange for a curse. Yeah, the thing that um, Dalinar did earlier yeah. that we're still mm-hmm. haven't quite learned everything yeah. about. Um, I thought that was called the Night Mother. It, Is it the Night Mother? Because when I say Night Mother, yeah, yeah, my, my my mind goes to the the Elder Scrolls. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it, it, it's close <clears> enough <throat> for me to know exactly what you meant as soon as you said it. Yeah, um, nocturnal. So <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, uh, uh-huh. and yeah, and then also that huge water spring that jumps out of the water, uh, and yeah, makes magical water. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine all those 
creatures are parts are, are remnants of the honor shard is my guess but I don't know um uh, because why else, where else would you get such huge spren other than being huge shards of a god um right. uh, yeah it's acceptable yeah but then also but in in that though they did when I, so when I was looking that up when they said that this spren bonded with hoid it actually said hoid like they said who is the spren currently bonded with hoid so <clears throat> So at, at least, at least at the yeah at the time of when that wiki was written, uh, he he still was going by Hoyd. <laughs> yeah, and for the record, it, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little disappointing because mm-hmm. that means that Hoyd isn't God. Yeah, yeah, which That's I would have loved. It's unfortunate. Um, yeah, it would have been great. He'd been a great type of character, but whatever. And, 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 and we both had that guess. <laughs> yeah, we we, we both guessed that he was. Been. I would have enjoyed it, but whatever. It's still going to be... I have a feeling we're... I mean, nowhere to know with that character. So we get to see some more interesting stuff from him, so we'll allow it for now. Yeah, but that makes it even more amazing, knowing that Hoyt is that cool and he's just a dude. <laughs> he's just just so overly sarcastic, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, though, he's got to be more than that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything, but he's got to be more than just a dude, right? Because... He set him up that way if, if he's anything else. Yeah, and to see how he wasn't in the tiniest bit surprised... When a herald showed up and died, he's like, "Oh, yep, that's that's one of the heralds, all right." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hmm, check that out." I yeah. uh, I didn't expect that to happen on a Tuesday. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, and it was. I mean, there was, you know, there's there's no reason why why he could just be a dude. So I I don't know. I don't know. We'll 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 have we'll have to see when the time comes. <clears throat> so all in yeah. all, um, overtly, mm-hmm. boring for the most part. Uh huh. Um, Fantastic ending. Mm. The ending to this part was the best thing that I've read in the entire two books up till this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first two thirds of the second part was among the most boring. Yeah, it it was. I mean, it, it, it was the most boring section for how for how long it went on. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was the most just like. At one point, I was shocked at how bored I was, mm-hmm. um, just because I'm just like this has been such a great series so far. Like because even in the first book, you have like those sections of exposition, but you're still breaking up all that monotony with like, all right, we're gonna go uh, fight a chasm beast. Oh, we're gonna go make sure we go get this thing over here. We're gonna go have a skirmish. There's gonna be some political intrigue. Now, mm-hmm. just exposition as far as the eye can see for like freaking hundred, a couple hundred pages. Mm-hmm. Eh, that's an exaggeration, uh, but still a lot. Uh, it's it's close to it. it's um. Uh... I think there's, including the, the interludes. Yeah, including the interludes. There's 25 chapters in part two. So, which by the way, if these interludes don't, if, if the interludes for this section don't come together <clears throat> to something really impressive, I'm just going to be annoyed that I went through because there's like this whole long section. Like, here's this lady. She figured out how to trade with these people who didn't want to trade with her. Hey, check it out. There's a big friggin' turtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember that for something i'm like all right well like i guess tin, i will tin that's her name tin uh tin's interlude uh, got yeah. wrapped up pretty pretty nicely um yeah, so, uh, and, and some other ones have so yeah. you know mm. we'll let it be <clears throat> yeah and technically zeph was interludes in the previous book so oh no they weren't interludes they were um oh whatever some of them have been good these weren't yeah i will say there's an interlude towards the end of of the book and I know it's um, uh, uh, and I, I know that it's really really long, uh, because I looked at it on the audiobook, and most of these chapters are twenty to thirty minutes, uh, on the audiobook, 
and this interlude is 50 minutes, so it's longer than nearly any chapter in the book. And it's an interlude. And I, I didn't skip ahead and listen to it, but it's a, it's towards the end, and it's an interlude for Teravangian. Ooh, <laughs> fantastic! Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <clears throat> but um, I, I just I I just now pulled it up to uh-huh. to look at it, and I see it, and I'm yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> very cool. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much that part. Um, uh, we skipped talking about the interludes for one thing because the interludes. Are just that they're interludes, right? They're, they, so what I can tell, the interludes are there to get you to introduce you to and spark up some interest in the uh, the characters who will be introduced as minor characters later, except as main characters like uh, Ashenai, right? Mm-hmm. Ashenai is she's gonna be a main. Well, she's already a main character. It just took her a long time to get there. Yeah, that is Ashenai, right? Ash is the singer. Uh, I think that that name sounds right. Yeah. Um, I yeah we we actually do get an interaction, um, at some point, mm-hmm. and so technically all that build up did it, it did give you the ability to not just see it as a total shock when um Adolin comes in contact, mm-hmm. and it, it makes it to where like oh this per- this seems kind of human where did that come from well it came from hours of listening to the interludes about them and lo- finding out that this person's mom has dementia that's how we know so mm-hmm. thanks. Anderson for giving us dementia. <clears throat> yeah. Also, though, also, also, though, I, I, I want, I want to say this. Um, uh, if honor is the Almighty, yeah, uh, uh, honor is is the Almighty, and then yeah, that's the baby. Um, uh, and then he's broken down into. Like, so now he has one huge part, and that's the part of him that's really interacting with the world um uh and so now so now is it was it was one guy now there's one part of him that that's interacting with with the world um uh and then like uh if if this is supposed to be some sort of like uh, some some sort of like making parallels to um uh, uh real world religions and so there so he's saying like okay so honor is like God, but now there's only one form of him that's interacting with the world, and that's that's Jesus. And we have Odium, and that's the devil. Um, because uh, that, that's where my mind went when we started doing that. I was like, why are you trying to make uh, false, not because it, it's not accurate, but strangely Christian parallels here? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, these people that are their God is Odium, they're worshiping the, the devil, then in that case. Why is it these people all have Hebrew names? <laughs> or Hebrew sounding names. <laughs> so now we have all the, so now we have the, these guys are super bad guys with the Hebrew sounding names. He's obviously saying these guys are Jews. <laughs> Thanks, Sanderson. Yeah, I think it's impossible not to make these parallels because again, like like mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier, it's mm-hmm. he's he's building he he's building a religion. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're talking about world building versus making a cult. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. like Sanderson's making a religion. That's just what it feels like. <clears throat> yeah. Which I guess it's neat to make a religion and then base the entire lore of your world around the. the you know, so if you have a, a religion and it's based on the true um, acts of gods in your world, then that would 
be the basis for all the lore and magic and everything within that world. So I guess that's fair. Um, uh, it's very much the same thing as um, uh, what uh, um. Ah, crap! I forgot his name. Um, he's an author in the late eighteen hundreds. Irish Lord. Uh, the current person with that title is uh, only three guys later, and he's a movie director. Uh, it's the longest-standing Irish lorddom. Um, Lord Dunsany! Oh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very similar to how uh, how Lord Dunsany wrote his stuff. Um, uh, you get the... It's, it's actually really cool. How Have you ever read anything by Dunsany? I don't remember. So, he wrote mostly short stories, but it was all about the gods of Pagana. Um, uh, actually, he wrote one book that was just called The Gods of Pagana. Um, uh, <clears throat> and, like, how they created Pagana and how they are from Pagana, but then they also interacted with Earth, and they made Earth to play with and did all that. But <clears throat> you never... It's it, Lovecraft took a huge inspiration from his stuff, but so did Tolkien. They both took huge inspiration from Dunsany on how he wrote because like you don't you don't really know what's going on all you're all you're told is um uh all you're really told is it with Dunsany you're told it from the god's perspective from the uh, from, from the other writers you're told it from the people's perspective but all all you're really all you can really learn about this world is that um uh, uh the gods are there and the god did this thing, and this happened. And that is how you learn everything, is by seeing how these gods interact with the world. And there's no, there's no explanation of anything. It's, this god did this, and this happened. This god did this, and this happened. And that is how every every detail of everything is explained. And it's really cool. And that's um because uh, that's what that's how Lovecraft writes, right? But it's from the people's perspective. And that mm -hmm. is you're not learning anything about the creatures. But that's because that's how you learn about Dunsany's gods is by seeing what they do. You that's mm -hmm. how you learn about Lovecraft's creatures is by seeing what they do. <clears throat> you know, and it's 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 a very interesting way of way of writing. And I'm I'm glad he it's it's Dunsany is very interesting. Uh, I'm even more glad that he wrote his books, though, because um, uh, uh, because of how much inspiration both Tolkien and Lovecraft took from him. And I like their books better. <clears throat> this is true. Having not read him, I can promise you I like their books better. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess that's it. That was part two of, the, of Words of Radiance. I like <clears throat> toast. Mm. Do you smell toast right now? It's more like almonds. Mmm, even better. It's because I'm poisoning you. Goodbye. <laughs>